Hi, my name's Jess Porter. Welcome to The List. Hi, I'm talking today with my friend Rich Knox. How's it up there in Maine, Rich? Well, um, it's a gorgeous day in Maine. I'm sitting here by the lovely Kennebec River, and it's blue skies, and, you know, March 21st feels like the equinox. I was going to say, first of all, your name, Knox, is in equinox. Never, never. Have you ever thought that? Yes, I have. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Second, it is uh, really intense. It's Saturday, March 21st, and I just have to say, vis-a-vis the whole coronavirus uh, sort of global shutdown thing. I think today is one of the first days that I'm feeling some very deep body level terror. Mm. Um, wow. And it'll be interesting for people to listen to these podcasts months or years from now, because it's a one day at a time sort of accounting of at least how I am going through it. And, but everyone I speak to, I'm checking in on just like, Let's take our temperature around this because we are in the greatest hypnotic induction of my lifetime. Like I feel like I'm in shock most of the time, denial, a lot of it, but I don't even know what I'm in denial of because the shit hasn't really hit the fan yet. Um, I mean, it's begun to hit the fan, but there will be shittier shit hitting a bigger fan. And I think I'm just, <laughs> I think I'm, I'm, I'm feeling afraid of that today but tell me i just want to also say to our listeners like will you tell us a little bit about your buddhist practice your background your sort of title at this point sure um yeah i have a a buddhist practice i took my buddhist vows um last year maybe the year before and but have been practicing for probably gosh 25, 30 years had had some form of meditation practice and then stumbled into a local sangha of practitioners in my hometown of Brunswick, Maine, um, 20 years ago. And just, you know, it was a warm, small community that has found its way and continued on. And I've been a, you know, kind of a member in standing of that group and it's just really been a great support for my practice and of course my practice has been a great support for my life. And you've meditated through some serious shit. I mean if you've yep. been doing this for 25 30 years like 911, uh the ups and downs of being a husband/father, uh, professional stuff. I mean tell Tell me, I'm the worst question asker in the entire world. What is that like? Tell me how you do that. <laughs> well, you know, it's my practice has deepened as it's um, continued. So I would say the last five to ten years have been more deep and more consistent. And my studies to support my meditation practice have allowed me some more insight. So. I can't really speak way back in the past to 9-11 and, you know, those kind of things. But, you know, I don't think I was probably practicing daily back then. And I try and do daily now and, you know, and, and have some more advanced practices. So um, I, I'm, I'll, I'll tell you, I'm glad I have it now um, mm. with what we're going through with, 
um, coronavirus, and I'm kind of curious to see how my practice um, unfolds during this time. And as you said at the beginning, kind of this denial, suspended animation, it has not hit me personally. It has not hit my family personally. It's starting to hit my circles of people. But, um, you know, things change and things really get real in your practice when the suffering comes closer. And um, mm-hmm. it's a little easier when the suffering's not as close yet, but it's it's on its way. So I'm glad I have the practice, as I said, to just we'll see how that goes. Something that I've been struck by just in the last few weeks as the pressure has been building is that I think we're all prone to creating a sort of movie in our head that we respond to hormonally and physiologically. So, you know, global pandemic is a movie. It's like the walking dead without the zombies, you know, and, and we can then get really tense and the, the adrenaline and possibly other neuro you know, hormones and neurotransmitters that get kicked off by that make it an addictive state you know it's like a fist doesn't want to open a fist just wants to get tighter Mm. um and so there's the movie in the head versus the one minute at a time unfolding of reality which is almost like a long-running broadway play you know it's just a completely different beast and it's sun up to sundown, and it's mundane in the best sense of the word. And yeah, we're called one person at a time, one moment at a time to respond to it in real time. And I prefer to be in that place. Not always easy. Um, do you find that meditation helps you be in the Broadway play instead of the movie? Yeah, um, completely. And you know, as I as I sort of hinted at before. It's one thing to be on your cushion and practice and be prepared, and then it's another thing to face suffering you know, in the face. And I think we're all going to face some heavy-duty suffering coming up. And, um, you know, I've I been curious to see how I respond, and I'm, I'm hopeful that I can tap into some reserves and be in the present moment and be compassionate and helpful to the people around me that need it because they're gonna and they are they already do and I'm, I'm doing what i can but it hasn't gotten super serious yet and i'm just yeah. i'm fearful as you said you know i've got this terror and i just hope that <clears throat> my investment in practice and in commitment will will start to pay dividends in ways i don't know and that's probably just going to be facing suffering with compassion we'll, we'll see check in with me in six months <laughs> Well, I hope those investments pay off too, because your investment in the stock exchange is <laughs> that that that's another that's story not good. altogether. Not, there's the suffering there too. Um, how can I be of service? What I mean, a because it gets me out of my own head, which can sometimes be the zombie movie. But also, I feel like if there's a recalibrating of society, of relationships, of values. You know, I need to be an open channel to be flexible enough to allow that to happen through me and around me and not get fixed in my ways and fixed in my fear because we will all have to respond um, in many, many ways and be sort of jerked out of our grooves and our habits. And I think being of service is one of the best ways for me 
to keep that flexibility as long as I have my attention on how can I be of help, how can I give, then I'm much more flexible than when I'm asking myself, you know, what am I not getting here or what am I about to lose? Yeah, yeah, how can I hold on? Right, so let's do the list. Now let me just tell you, Rich, the rules of the list. There are the rules, but this is how it goes. We're going to say 25 things each going back and forth. Um, I'll start and I'll keep count. And the only thing to know is that it's important that we're actually grateful for the thing we mention. It doesn't, you know, it's not some mask, you know, you're not pretending. It's not the thing you should say. It's sometimes really stupid. I'm like, you know, my manicure, whatever, as long as I feel positive feelings about it. So let's do it. I'll start. Cool. Uh, My nieces and my nephew. Okay. So the first thing on my list is your manicure. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. Now I'm going to start with the ocean. Laughter. The Dharma. My health. Yoga. Expansion. My family. The people on the front lines of this thing the medical workers, the people putting themselves in viruses way. I'm very grateful for them. As am I. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to double down on that one. Okay. Music. Mm. The sky. Mm. Uh, my skin. Mm. Trees. Water. My Uncle Paul, who gave me financial stability. Mm. Yeah, my grandfather, who gave me some financial stability, too. Mm. Long gone. He's long gone. And some of the stability is long gone, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. but, you know, there was a moment... There was yeah. a moment of gratitude. Yeah. Um, yeah. My health. My friends. Good food. Food. Brown rice. Mm, yeah. Clear breathing. Wow. Uh Meditation. Mm. Kindness. Yeah, strangers. Mm. Crows. The Wizard of Oz. Paddleboarding. Judy Garland. 
swimming. Sparkly things. My cat. A full pantry. The moon. The sun. Galaxies. Burning Man. (laughs) My house. Joy. My sauna. All the kids who've been kicked out of school, I feel for them, man. They're troopers. My work. Preparing you. This is our last one. The whole world feeling vulnerable and coming together in that vulnerability. You get to finish. Mm. Mm. I'm trying to think of the words. It's, it's something to do with this moment and the connection that we are having. I guess it's that vulnerability. I guess it's it's hope. It's the high of the list, I tell you. I get stoned on it. I love it. I love that. I it's love a really that. it's a really cool shifter of consciousness. And I'm so curious and tell me when we're not recording. <laughs> But I'm so curious as to when you're doing it as frequently as you're doing it, how much repetition is there? And is it just, you know, stream of consciousness? Um, I mean, I do it with my friend Gerald just about every day. And there's lots of repetition. That doesn't change the feelings that occur. And what we both found is that by actively forcing our brains back into this amount of gratitude together every day, it really has changed our vibrations in the world, or so we think. And, you know, who who better to know of their own vibration except the bearer of it? Yeah. Um, and uh, it's it's not just you know, Pollyanna or a nice thing to do or an escape. It has caused me and he says his, because we live at a distance, so we're, you know, we only talk on the phone, but our overall beings to just be like stronger in the world, more powerful, bringing more positive energy, even unconsciously into the environments that we're in. And you know, I mean, I could, I will go on, on other podcasts ex, extending upon that. You know, why I think yeah. the list is important and what I think it's doing, but that's just part one. Is that, you know, you train your brain to go back to this place again and again and again, and it gets pretty grooved in coming back to this place, and it starts to seek out gratitude and appreciation, um, all over the place. Yeah, it's available all the time. Mm-hmm. And you start to realize you are the maker of it. You don't sit around waiting for something to make you feel grateful. Yeah. You generate it. You cultivate it. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, I mean, you know, if there's one thing that this horror show that we're, you know, strapped in for is going to make us appreciate is is, is the simple pleasures. 